Welcome back to the Hit Refresh podcast. Today we have another guest with us, and for our Saturday guest episode, this one's special because we have with us David Tyler. He is the national voice of CTV News, responsible for voicing national and regional promos across Canada for all CTV News properties. He's also a communication hacker, a public speaker with over 30 years of experience in TV and radio broadcasting and the communication arts. He's also a lecturer at colleges. business associations and conferences on connecting ideas with audience. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. So, yeah, so as we uh, decided, we'll start from the beginning. You want to start from the yeah. beginning beginning? How far in the beginning do you want to go? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think what you're I think what you're what what you want, what uh what your listeners want to hear is is um um how i kind of got started i i i was i was a musician for a very long time um at, you could i mean you could see i still i still do some little bit of music you yeah. can see the the equipment that i've got in the back but but music was was my first love and uh i i realized that there wasn't a lot of money to be made you couldn't make a a really good living doing music so i kind of pivoted and i and i went into broadcasting so uh i started working in uh, in radio um here in uh, here in Canada uh and eventually I I got into television as well so I I worked in broadcasting for uh I still work in broadcasting but it's been about uh, 35 years that um uh, uh that I've been been working in broadcasting when I was in radio I did a music show for the for the Montreal audience um and and I learned a lot of things uh about being that um uh being that character if you want to put it if you want being that character on the air and and connecting with the audience that I had uh and and I mean Montreal is a, is a pretty big uh, pretty big city I think we've got about 3 million 3 and a half million something like that um uh listeners and and um and about 20% of of the Montreal audience was was actually listening to our radio station and to my show when when I was working in the middle of the day but what I learned um I have a degree I should say in in communications. Not that that was really necessary for me to work in radio or to work in broadcasting, but I think that it helped. It gave me a, a good a, a background in in marketing, uh in the way television and radio works. Uh but the real education I think was when I got into the field and and be, and began working and began trying to find ways to connect with uh with my audience and over time i've i've collected a lot of information about uh what's the best way to connect with people if we're if we're just talking like this one on one or what's the best way to to connect with an audience when we're talking about you know creating an advertising campaign or a marketing campaign where you're you're saying something or you're creating something uh for a for a worldwide audience for example but it's all it always comes down to uh to the to the same principles of uh which I'll, I'll I'll tell you about a little bit later on but uh, but the real education usually comes once you get into the field I think it doesn't matter what field you're in you know you you can you can get so much out of school but then you need to go in and uh and implement it that's great we did a little bit research about you and you were the sales and production manager at QSky which is the student run wow. uh, uh which is the student run radio station and right. uh, while you were studying communications uh, you worked as a co-station manager of the student and radio station CIRL and you also had a part-time job at uh, the as a producer at uh, CJFM FM 
So do you remember the moment when it clicked to you that this is this is what you do this is what you want to do for the rest of your life like what was, were you thinking was there, when was there a moment when it clicked is that what you is that what you mean uh, I I can't believe that you dug up all of that stuff I have no idea where you where you got that information from but it's but it's correct <laughs> when when I was uh, when I was studying at Concordia University here in Montreal um it's it's the oldest uh, communication school in uh, in uh, in Canada um I wanted to to uh, explore radio uh, a little bit more, so I, I got a, a radio show on uh, at at CIRL. Well, Q Sky was was when I was at John Abbott College here in here in, in in Montreal. Before we go to university, there's a there's a two year college thing that we do. So Q Sky that was the radio station there. Uh, but at CIRL, which is Radio Loyola uh, here in Montreal. Um, uh, I, I did many things within, within the, uh, uh, within the structure. I was, I did on air. I was the production manager doing all the commercials and, and writing commercials, but yeah, I was also the, uh, the station manager. The, the thing was, is that, uh, I was, I was so deeply involved in what I was doing at the radio station that it was kind of, uh, ho not holding me back, but. It, it took so much time. I didn't have time to go out in into the field. So I I I I, uh, I became the station manager with a co-manager, explaining to uh, to him Tim uh, Demopoulos uh, that sometimes I'm not going to be here. So you're going to have to take care of you know whatever the day to day. So so that I can uh, focus on on uh, on working in radio. But yeah, when I got into radio, um, 1987. Uh, I was, uh, I was an operator, an operator producer, and I produced the, uh, the jazz show that we had here in Montreal. And eventually that turned into, you know, being on air. Um, by the time, uh, let's see, by the time I graduated from university in 1990, uh, they offered me a full-time job as the, as the evening, uh, as the evening announcer, as the, as the, the evening host. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure, uh, you know, if there was a moment when it clicked, I think it was kind of like this really slow click or, <laughs> or th this multiple kind of clicking thing. Uh, but but I do remember being in in that studio for the first time and and because you, you're, you're trained. But I remember being in the studio for the first time alone, solo. And uh, and it was it was interesting. And I also remember the first time that I turned that microphone on on that uh, that huge radio station, that multi-million dollar radio station. They gave me control of it. It was crazy. It's like, it's like stepping into a, uh, into a Maserati or something. And I was like, I can't believe that they're trusting me with this. But it worked out. Yeah, it's amazing. So like, even uh, like in my first year of college, even I joined the radio club. And uh, when you actually get, when you open that room and you see all that setup, and the, it's like a chill goes through your spine, and it's it's just exciting. It's exciting to see what actually happens. What you listen to in your car or on the evening, you just turn up the radio, and it's to see the behind the scenes and to see the actual fact is like really amazing. Exactly. Exactly. I wanted to talk about the uh, audience messenger and message. Uh relationship that you describe in your services uh, can you elaborate on that the audience message messenger that's that's the uh, I call that the connection uh, triangle um, in any kind of communication that you're doing you have you have those three things the the message the messenger and uh, what was the other one the, and the audience right the 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 whole point of any kind of communication with those with, with those three elements the whole point of any communication is connection connection is the ultimate goal of any kind of communication 
It's connection. If you need to remember one thing about our conversation today, connection is the ultimate goal of any kind of communication. You could be communicating, uh, you know, you could be, you know, whatever, reading the dictionary. But if you're not finding a way to connect what you're reading in that dictionary to the people that are to your audience that's listening, there's no there, there's no point in the message. It's just it's just uh, you're just communicating for communicating. I always say stop communicating and start connecting. The most important part is uh, is is connecting with your audience. It doesn't again, like I said, it doesn't matter if we're talking about um, a one-on-one communication or one to many or or one to the the entire world. Connecting is the ultimate is the ultimate goal. I mean, th- think of think of like a worldwide brand like uh, like Nike running shoes, for example, and how they. I don't know if you guys wear Nike running shoes. I I used to I used to, but I was part of that tribe, if you want to call it uh, that, uh, the Nike tribe. So how did they get me? They got me by connecting what I wanted out of my life with what they were with what they were selling. Any of the big brands that you, that you can think of, Coca Cola, whatever, whatever it happens to be, they've connected an idea to me, us. Uh, the audience. They could have just said, "Hey, this is here's Coca Cola. It's a it's a sweet bubbly drink. Drink it." They could have said that, but what do they say instead? They say it's the real thing, and so yeah. that drives you into into a different a different way of thinking about it's not it's not just a drink. It's more it, there's more to it than that, uh, because they know, and many uh, marketers know that the way to connect with an audience is. Uh, is 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 uh is it's a three it's a it's a four step um it's a four step process to connect and and uh I I know that we were gonna we're gonna talk about this so I might as well bring it up now um the 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 process for connecting with any audience uh I I uh, I I joke around but I think it's kind of true I think Canadians are are known for being nice right yeah we kind of we have this yeah. reputation we're we're nice you know yes. we apologize yeah. when we do something wrong you know I'm sorry. Uh, but Canadians have this reputation of being nice. But what I wanted to do is take that nice and turn it into something that I could, an acronym, make it as an acronym to explain to you uh, how you can connect better. Does Again, it doesn't matter if we're speaking one-on-one or if you're speaking uh, one-to-many. So nice. Are you ready? You guys ready for it? Yeah, sure. Bring you're it. sure? Okay. Yeah. So nice. The letter N, the letter N is be natural. No matter what you're doing, be natural, be authentic. We're just, you know, four guys sitting around here talking. So be natural. Uh, if people get the sense that you're trying to sell them something, uh, we've all seen those or been involved with those sales guys that you could tell they're they're trying to sell me something. But if, if you're just being natural and we're just, you know, sitting around and 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 talking, you're going to start to create a a, a comfortable uh, connection. So N, be natural. I, be intimate. Now I'm talking when I'm talking about being intimate, I'm talking about uh, being emotionally intimate. I'm going to share something with you uh, that uh, that my kids were talking about the other day, or I'll share something with you uh, that that happened to me this week when I was walking down the street. This thing happened to me. Find some way to be intimate. In that sense, so uh, emotionally intimate, uh, or um, uh, you know, not we're not. I'm not talking about phys- physical intimacy. I'm talking about intellectual intimacy. Okay, so that's the I. C. Find commonality. Oh, oh, you like Nike running shoes too? Well, look at that. Look what I'm wearing. I'm wearing Nike running shoes. 
but find a commonality between you and the person or the people uh, that you're you're talking to. Nike was talking to people that that uh, that wanted to uh, wanted to get up and exercise. They wanted to just do it, right? Yeah. So they began talking to 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 their audience uh, with that commonality or that common goal uh, of of getting out and uh, and getting some exercise. So find commonality. And E is empathy. Empathy. We need to be empathetic uh, to the audience that we're we're talking to. Now, there, there's a difference between empathy and sympathy. Um, sympathy is is observation and acceptance of what somebody is is going through. But empathy is about taking somebody else's taking on somebody else's feelings, being empathetic. Uh, it's more about action when you're being empathetic than words. I think that most out of yeah. out of the out of these four elements of of connection, uh, e empathy is probably probably the biggest one. Learning how to be empathetic um, with your audience. So, N I C E: be natural, be intimate, find commonality, and be empathetic. That's how you're going to create connection. Yeah. And if you if you take that thought or those ideas and apply it to the next commercial, whatever, for whatever, whatever client you happen to think of, uh, and, and discover how they're being natural, how they're being intimate, how they're being, how they're found, found a commonality with you and how they're being empathetic towards you. Then you're going to be able to see, ah, so that they, they know David's formula. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you answered that. I was going to come to that in the later part of the podcast. So that surely is a commonality between us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Be nice. You want to connect with people. You want to communicate with people. Around us, because uh, like all the brands that they advertise, we actually see this nice in them. Because, uh, for example, we we see consider McDonald's. Like McDonald's is basically a fast food chain, which is uh, present in all of the world. Like there's no country where there won't be a McDonald's uh, stall. So what they do to advertise themselves is basically they find commonality commonality so what's what's famous in country for basically like in india uh, we all we love to eat uh, potatoes so aloo tikki is basically a, a, a burger that uh, they really have uh, promoted here and it really has been a success so basically that's a commonality and uh, yes that's with the nice we really observe it and all of the advertisements that we that we see here so that's, yeah, that's I'm, really I'm nice. curious. I'm curious. I've heard that if if you go to McDonald's in Germany, they serve beer. Have you heard yeah. that? Is it yeah, it's, it's different for every country. It's different. Yeah. Exactly. What yeah. they have done is that uh, they have found the commonality and the common interest of the people in every uh, spheres of, I mean, around the globe. And they have tried to make it as their strategy for excelling. Exactly. Here in Canada, they sell poutine. Do you know what yeah. poutine is? We've seen it in photos. We've seen it in photos. Okay. Well, you haven't tried it yet. It's uh, yeah. you know, you don't want to eat too much of it because you're gonna you're gonna gain some weight. But but it started here in in Quebec, where I'm in the province of Quebec, and uh, okay. Canada has kind of adopted it. It's it's French fries with cheese curds. It's kind of a sort of a squeaky kind of like little cheese, not cottage cheese, but but it's it's a yeah. squeaky kind of a cheese and and hot gravy, and you pour it all over that, and and it melts the yeah. cheese, and the cheese goes through all the potatoes. And, and I'm getting hungry now. It's almost lunchtime. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> but yeah. 
But yes, th- so th- firstly, thank you. So the nice formula is something that we need to keep in mind because uh, we have seen it uh, in pra- like practically in life, as uh, my co-hosts have mentioned. And another yeah. thing that we wanted to bring uh, to focus is that you've talked about connection, right? So yeah. and you have uh, done promos and you have done a lot of stuff uh, as a voiceover artist. So one right. question that we had was that: Have you ever faced, or even if you haven't, how would you attack this? Uh, so both scenarios so one thing is like have you ever faced that the content is lacking that the content isn't up to mark but then you need to like make it interesting with the with your delivery so even if the content is not that exciting somehow you need to find a way that with your delivery to make it exciting so in that case how do you go with it yeah no but that that happens all the time that happens all the time yeah. uh i i do some uh, not for ctv necessarily because the ctv has has very good writers so it's not something that I deal with uh, on that uh, in in that sense, but uh, from radio broadcasters um, in the United States, smaller stations that that don't have a writing team, uh, oftentimes what they'll take in a, in a in a in a radio promo, it's a contest, and uh, what they'll do sometimes is they'll just copy and paste what's in the brochure for whatever the client is that they're going to be be doing the promo and it doesn't it it makes sense but it it is it is definitely lacking and that happens a lot uh just because of because of budgets and and time uh the person who's writing the the script just doesn't have the time to to sit with to sit with a script for an hour uh to uh to work it all out so and but how do i deal with i you know you you just you read it (laughs) You read it. You read it with a smile on your yeah. face, and and uh, and just and just do it. You know. Yeah. So this is this this will be a good segue because we have one. Uh, let's call it a request from you. Uh, if you want yeah. to do it, it, there's no pressure. <laughs> Again, we want to yeah. say that. So because uh, we we are all intrigued by the trailer guy voice, and sure. uh, we have seen some of your demos on your website, and it okay. was amazing. But firstly, we have to say that it, it was so cool to just listen to that because you actually feel like wow, <laughs> you get the you get the wow sensation. So, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you, we bring you me. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing I have to do is I have to read it. I have yes, to understand yes. what it what it is. So we're having some fun, right? Yep. So the the and the the whole thing about in a world um, yeah. that was started by Don Lafontaine. Who, uh, who passed away uh, a few years ago, um, yeah. and it's kind it's kind of become satire. So nobody actually yeah. starts a trailer with with in a world. Yeah, yeah. But let's see. In a world divided by fear, four men must stand together against the forces of darkness. From the studio that brought you Hit Fresh podcast comes a much bigger and better podcast episode. Hit Fresh with David Tyler. A podcast by students for students. Get ready to blow your collective sphincters because, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you me, David Tyler, rated PG thirteen. Oh wow, that, that was that was, that was much was better awesome. than what we expected. That was that was amazing. <laughs> So, so we actually got this idea from a trailer, which was meant as a joke. So then right. we just thought, you wait, we, we could like enhance the joke <laughs> in this way. So one one of the ideas was to put this clip as the starting of the episode, and that'll be okay. That'll be interesting okay. for the audience. Yeah. All right, you use so, it as you like. 
Yeah. So firstly, thank you. We were just very right. skeptical if you would be interested in doing that. So firstly, thanks. Skeptical. Come on. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the trick the trick is understanding what the message is. In this case, yeah. I just, after I read it through, I said, okay, this is uh, we're just having some fun and we're just joking around and it's a podcast uh, about me. So I understood yeah. what it was. Yep. Uh, it's it's possible for somebody to just read the, the script, but they're not going to get it. They won't get it on yep. the, on the first run through. Um, but yeah, the first the first step in, in in doing anything like that as a voiceover artist is understand what it is. And after all, you are being nice. <laughs> so while we are topic, while we are just having some fun, uh, I just wanted to ask you another question. Uh, sure. So what is the most? Uh, so what is basically the most uh, unique or out of the box promo, which is which is a little bit unusual that is uh, not common that you received, which was to be voiced. I think it was the one that I just did now. <laughs> okay, great. Probably, probably that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, Thank most you. most of the most of the most of the promos and stuff that I do is you know it's it's a pretty big corporate uh, uh, promo voice work. So it's 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 usually it's usually down the middle, you know. Okay, so coming to the one of the main topics of this episode is that uh, we are all stuck in the pandemic. We are all communicating through phones or Zoom meetings, constricted in small little boxes on the screen and. Yeah, just talking to the other person, not face-to-face. -face. We just don't have that uh, energy that used to be there in a face-to-face -face thing. So mm -hmm. one question is that uh, while you're, cause, and you talk about connecting with people. So what is one thing that, uh, or like, let's, how many other points you want to say? So what are your tips to ace an, either an interview or any conversation, like where you have to like sell yourself to the person and you have to like show out, uh, connect with your ideas and you have to portray your ideas to the other person? Yeah, one one of one of the things about uh, about talking on the phone um, is that you're only getting a part of the message. The way that the way that the human brain uh, is designed, it's designed more for visual information. Uh, look at uh, the the nerve. I mean, let's talk quickly about biology. But look at the nerve that goes from the back of the eye to the brain. It's it's pretty big. Compared to the the nerve from the the, the eardrum that that goes to the brain, uh, we're more of a visual uh, kind of an animal, if you want to put it that way. So when we're just when we're just talking on the radio, for example, when I do that, or when you're just talking on the phone uh, and you're trying to convince somebody of something over the phone, uh, I I mean I'm thinking about what uh, what you you guys are are getting ready to go into the into the job market. So you'll probably be doing interviews. Uh, job interviews um, on the phone, uh, as opposed to going into in person because of uh, because of the uh, because of the pandemic. So being able to project who you are, your personality, just using the phone without the without the visual component, I think is uh, is is an important trick uh, to master. No, it's not. It's not a trick. It's an important skill uh, for you to master as you're stepping out into uh, into the into the uh, the job market. So I've, I've got four tips for you guys uh, to ace your your uh, your job interview on the phone. OK, yeah. and and this comes this comes from from all the voice work that I've done. It comes from being on the radio. Uh, I was on the radio for uh, for 20 years, a little bit more than 20 years, almost 25 years. I was on the radio uh, on a daily basis. So when you're speaking on the phone, raise your eyebrows. That's tip number one. Raise your eyebrows. What happens when you when you raise your eyebrows is that it 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 tightens your face like like a drum, 
and it pulls the skin back when you're raising your eyebrows and it actually makes you sound brighter. When your eyebrows are up like this, it makes you sound brighter, not brighter, smarter. That's so that's something that, you know, I'll leave yeah, it up yeah. to you guys to do, but you're going to sound brighter um, and you're going to sound like you're more interested and you're going to sound more engaged uh, in the conversation. So that's tip number one is raise your eyebrows when you're speaking. If your eyebrows are down like this, your face tends to be a little more, you know, like you're talking like that. So raise your eyebrows. The second tip is to smile. When you, uh, it, it's it's kind of like the it's it's the same technique as raising your eyebrows, raise your eyebrows and smile, and it's the same technique in the sense that it tightens up the 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 muscles on your face, uh, and it opens up your mouth a little more, so you don't sound you know you don't sound like you're you're you know you're mumbling or something like that. When you raise your eyebrows and you yeah. smile, you're going to sound more articulate as well because because of uh, of your smiling and also the interview the interviewer is is going to is going to uh, um or the person that is, is on the other side of the phone is going to um it's going to make you sound more friendly a little more outgoing and enthusiastic when you smile at the same time because it does a whole bunch of other things when when you're smiling so tip 1 is to raise your eyebrows two is to smile the third one is controlling your volume uh, I think that the the more the more that you use your voice in in whatever way it is that that uh, that you're going to do, um, you're going to learn how to control your voice, uh, control the volume of your voice more. Um, if your interviewer has you on a speakerphone, because sometimes that happens because there's three or four people, right? And your voice is coming out of that speakerphone, you would be tempted to, you might be tempted to speak louder. Because you feel that you're speaking to a group of people, but don't do that. You need to continue to speak in your normal tone of voice. If you start speaking louder, people are, are going to perceive that as you being aggressive. So speak in your normal tone and let them adjust the volume um, and ask them, say, hey, listen, you know, can you guys hear me all right? Is everything, can you hear me? And they could raise the volume also because you don't want to be perceived as being uh, too aggressive. Uh, another thing, if you're on the phone like this, uh, putting your mouth too close to the microphone is also going to distort the sound uh, when you, if you're speaking loud also. If you're speaking with somebody who's just alone and on the phone, if you're speaking too loud, you're going you're gonna to blow out their ear also. Again, that's obviously that's, that's, a, negative, uh, that's, that's a negative thing. Um, but then also at the same time, I'm talking about controlling your volume by not being too loud, but also don't be too soft. You need to speak in a in a clear tone and a resonant tone uh, to come across as feeling natural, like we were talking about the end of uh, of the the nice formula. So uh, raise your eyebrows, smile, control your volume, and the final tip is to laugh. Yeah. Now, when when I was on when I was on the radio, uh, just before I would turn the microphone off on to speak, I would laugh. I go. <laughs> Because what did that just do? I, <laughs> I, I smiled. I, maybe I raised my eyebrows at the same time. Uh, and it, so it did all of those things. But at the same time, it tightens up your, uh, your abdominal muscles. So that's, that's the engine behind your voice, where you're breathing from, where your voice is coming from. So when you laugh, laugh, guys, laugh. <laughs> you feel how your, your stomach is tightening up in a good way. Yeah. And it's helping you to push out that, that air, that laugh. So... Uh, and, and it also, when you, when you laugh, it also forces you to take in a breath. 
And when you take in a breath, there's a whole bunch of things, chemical reactions that happens in in your body, and uh, it releases endorphins, and it helps you to uh, be a little more relaxed. So raise your eyebrows, smile, control your volume, and laugh. Just just before you're on the phone, just laugh. (laughs) And call the person, whatever. Hi, how are you? It's me. Can I have a job, please? (laughs) Um, and, and And then there's a bonus tip. There's a bonus tip also. Uh, in the same way, when I record my voice, I go into a booth. This is my booth here. When I record myself, I record in a booth. So, you know, when you're on the phone and when you, especially when you're doing an important job interview or something like that, make sure that you're in a quiet place. Yeah. Do, do those four things for those, or those five things and you're yeah. going to have a better job at acing that interview. Yeah, no, it, that's actually brilliant because uh, it covers all the parts. And especially even if you just laugh before your interview, you'll you'll kind of be less stressed than you would have if you wouldn't yeah. have done that. So that yeah, also but, helps. But what is it? But what is it, Tejas? What is that? It's the release of the endorphins. Exactly. That you that yeah. you've done. So exactly. So yeah, that that's amazing. And one one thing I just want to ask is that you have a recording booth and you have instruments. So when when when's the song coming out? Because we, we, we demand. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you have to. You have a brilliant no. voice. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do some crooning or something like that. You know? okay. okay. Like Michael Bublé, look out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So something like a Christmas song uh, with <laughs> David Tyler or something. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Christmas album. I like that. Exactly. I like that idea. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another question we wanted to ask is... Uh, so you lecture about connecting ideas with uh, audiences at uh, various colleges and business associations also. So how do you go on, go on about the lectures? Like, do you also do you follow the same nice thing, or do you have a different approach? Well, I mean, it 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 really it does come down to knowing who your audience is. Um, I mean, I know that right now I'm speaking with with you guys, your students, and your audience are students. So I'm speaking in a in a different way. It's a, it's about it's about knowing who your audience is. Uh, yeah. And knowing what their experience is, and that comes from the uh, being empathetic, also. So when I'm speaking at uh, a college, I haven't done that in a couple of years. But when I'm speaking at a college, I know that I'm speaking to uh, to students, uh, and I feel empathetic. I feel empathetically understanding what it is that they want out of me, or what they want out of the the conversation that that we're going to have, or the lecture that that I'm going to give. So I so I'll gear it more towards what they. Uh, what they want. So I'm being empathetic towards the audience. But when I'm talking with businesses or when I'm speaking with uh, with corporations, again, it's, okay, what 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 did they want? You need to be empathetic to what what is their goal. If I'm speaking with the CEO or somebody from a, from the, um, you know, the, uh, the, a C-suite uh, um, uh, executive, uh, I know that they're, and if I'm helping them to to speak better, I know what they want to do. They want to find a way to connect better with their audience, their employees, uh, or their managers, or or their investors. So that's what my focus is going to be on helping them to to sound better, to connect better uh, with their audience. And then when I'm speaking with uh, with associations, it's usually um, small business associations, uh, that kind of a thing. And I know what they want. Also, again, it goes back to the E of the the, the nice formula of being empathetic. And understanding what they want, these small businesses, they want to grow their business. They want to connect better with their their audience. They want their ads uh, and their different promotions and stuff to connect with uh, with their audience. So, understanding what each of your audience's 
wants, being empathetic towards them uh, changes the way that that you you speak with them. Uh, and and I don't and I don't mean when I'm when I'm speaking with students, it's I'm speaking down to them because that's that's not it. That's that's the sympathetic uh, approach. But the empathetic approach is what do you guys want? What do you guys want from me? What do you expect from me? Yeah. Okay. That that's actually great. Um, uh, you've worked in radio and you've done so many things. So have you ever had like anxiety before going on air? So and how do you have you dealt with that? Well, it's uh, yes, no. Every, everybody, everybody does have anxiety before they do something that's uh, unusual, I guess, uh, or uh, out of the out of the ordinary. And I think that that's a good thing. Uh, when I was performing with uh, with bands uh, before I'd go on stage, before we'd all go on stage, we'd be a little anxious. And you, you know, you don't want to. I, I know that Barbara Streisand. I think it's Barbara Streisand. She has like severe stage fright, which is kind of odd considering yeah. the status that she has or had uh, and, and exactly. her incredible voice, but she gets anxious because she thinks that people are not going to accept her, which is, yeah. which is, which is crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but she has anxiety, maybe, maybe not anymore, but she had anxiety to the point where she just wouldn't accept jobs and she wouldn't go out on stage. I think that it's important that you have a little bit of anxiety um, because it, it gets the, it gets the adrenaline flowing and uh, and it, and it gets you ready to get on stage um, before uh, before I do a speaking engagement in person, uh, and even even like this, you know, um, online, um, it's it's important to know what you're going to say at least for the first minute. Yeah. Because once you get going and you got through that first minute, even you know if it's if it's a script or something that you know that you've memorized, the very first minute of what you're saying. Uh, you need to have it memorized or know it exactly how you're going to say it. Because after that minute, guess what? The anxiety is gone. You're there, you're on the stage and the audience is there looking at you and they want to, they want to learn from you. And then you can go from there. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you do, one of the things that, that we don't talk about in voiceover or when you're using the voices, uh, one of the, one of the, the biggest tips is breathe breathe yeah. people forget to breathe um speaking of anxiety and and the very first time i went on the radio i remember how i was talking like this because i wasn't breathing properly and i was like really nervous so <laughs> i was talking from up here yeah. you know but if i had just laughed ha 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 then everything my my, uh, my abdominal muscles would have relaxed and and i would have been and i would have been fine so in terms of a tip about anxiety if you're getting up to speak with somebody like i said is is laugh but don't forget to breathe uh, i still see some professionals who who are on stage or or they or they're being interviewed on on the tv and and you could see that they forgot to breathe it's just about relaxing and having a big big belly breathe when you breathe you should breathe from your belly not from up here in your lungs but from down in your belly button, that's where you should be breathing from. But breathe. If you're getting anxious, breathe. Yeah. Don't forget to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. My follow up question was about to be that, that. What was your first ever recording? Well, with the band, we recorded a lot of stuff um, and vocals. I did backing. I never did lead vocals. I did backing vocals. So there's, there's that stuff. Back in uh, when I was at John Abbott. And I was at the radio station Q Sky, 
um, I was just hanging out at the radio station. I wasn't on the air. I was just waiting in the, just sitting in the lounge doing homework or something. I don't remember what I was doing. And a lady walked in. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, McGill University. McGill University is, is, is here in Montreal. It's considered uh, an Ivy League yeah. school. Um, yeah. my, my father used to teach there. Uh, my mother also worked at, at McGill. Uh, but McGill had a campus right next to um, the, the campus uh, at, at John Abbott. And this lady walked in and she says, hey, I'm looking for somebody to do a voice for a video that I'm working on. I went, oh, okay, sure, yeah, I, I could do that. I had never done it before, but it was okay. I said, yeah, I could do that. When anybody asks you something, just say yes. Yep, can you do this? Yes. Yeah. And then you figure it out after. Uh, so she came in and said, yes. And I said, yes. And um, in, in those days, uh, the minimum wage here, we're talking like 1985. So the minimum wage per hour was $4 an hour. So when I was working at uh, Burger King, I was making $4 an hour. An hour. Uh, now it's, I forget what it is. It's something like, I think it's more like $15 an hour. Um, but I, I did that, that job. It took me about 15 minutes and they gave me $50. And then I went, Hey, this is uh this is a pretty good uh, deal. I think, I think I should do this a little bit more. So the video that I did was, uh, for the McGill dental school, they were creating a video to teach children how to take care of their teeth, how to brush their teeth. And I played Mr. Mouth. And I forget. And okay. I think it was two pages of two pages of, of text of speaking to the little boys and girls. So you want to take care uh. of your teeth? So I did something like that. I'd love to find a copy. I don't think I'm ever going to find a copy, but I'd love to find a copy of that. But that was the first first thing that I ever recorded for oh, wow. as a voiceover for uh, for professional and to get paid for it. Yeah. And when you're in college, <laughs> even like Fifty dollars is like a big deal. <laughs> so that's that amazing. is a big deal. No, like like I said, what is that? Uh, it's like uh, twelve, what what thirteen, fourteen hours of work, and I did it in fifteen minutes. Maybe <laughs> maybe uh, Pranav, maybe that was the aha moment. That was the that was when I clicked. I went, hey, wait a second. Okay. I think this is a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's nice. Uh, yeah. And uh, before you said about the one minute thing, I I just wanted to say that we just totally relate with that because. Uh, uh, we have shot many episodes and the very first episode that I remember, uh, I was really nervous. Uh, but yeah. after the first minute, I when I started speaking, uh, I, I didn't feel that uh, I was that nervous and tense. So I, I it's, just it's normal. It it's normal to be nervous. There are, uh, you know, there, there's guys in their 50s and, and ladies in their 50s and 60s who get nervous just before they talk. And uh, okay. so it's, it's, it's totally normal to be a little anxious. And like I said, it's good. As long as it yeah. doesn't get out of hand like Barbara Streisand, but yeah, well, but that that example is very odd. I like let's say odd because it's such a huge star. Uh, yeah, but then yeah, it kind of humanizes your idols, so that's great. Right, but and 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 again, it's 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 the end from my formula. It's be natural. You know, it's okay yeah. if you go on the stage and you can look around and say, "Wow, I'm really nervous. I, I've never done this before." Yeah, and then people, then your audience, the people who are watching you or, or listening to you, will 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 they'll feel empathy empathy towards you, uh, yeah. but they're going to be they're going to feel that you're being authentic and you're telling them the truth, and uh, and they're going to trust you more. So you're creating also that connection, which is, yeah, it's the end. Yeah, it's the it's end. the end yeah. of of the nice formula. <laughs> yeah, so 
firstly thank you for joining us here this has been an amazing episode and we have learned so much cuz especially connecting is such a important part which people have to focus on and thank you for mentioning about it and explaining that there are two questions that we ask all our guests before we end the episode and anuj will do the honors yeah so that's that's kind of a tradition that we have so i would like to ask you about uh, the best mistake that you have ever made in your life and any book or movie that has changed your life yeah the best mistake i don't i don't know if i make mistakes i think that uh going back to my music days i think uh a lot of the the most because we used to write our own music um and i think that sometimes the the best mistakes turn out to be the most interesting things musically and i can't give you an example right. of any of the songs yeah. i don't even have those i don't that was that's 40 years ago i don't even have any of those songs but right. those but those mistakes are are uh Are, are most you can surely the think on the Christmas album, though. Yeah, yeah I was just about yeah, to say that. that. But one of the things that because I played, I played jazz. I played a lot of different kinds of styles, but I, but I played jazz. And what I learned in jazz, because jazz most of the time is is improv, right? Uh, most of yeah. the time. Um, but what I've d- discovered was that when you, if in jazz, when you make a mistake, do it twice, and people will think <laughs> it's part of the song. Oh, it's part of the song. He didn't make a mistake. He dropped his stick. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's part of the song. He dropped his stick. What was what was the other question? Any book or movie that changed your life? Any book or movie? Uh, well, The Matrix. I think The Matrix really made me... I mean, when that came out. When did that come out? It was in the 90s, I think. Early yeah. 90s. when the matrix came out there was a lot of there was a lot of uh deeply spiritual um ideas in there that kind of made me start to to think about uh about the the trueness i guess of of the matrix that's one movie uh there was a book that that i read uh and you'd have to look i'm not sure if they publish it anymore but it's a book called uh the end of work the okay. end of work and i read that sometime in sometime in the early 90s i was working in radio and and uh, working in radio is not uh, is not a guaranteed job it's not a guaranteed job for your whole life and i already and i already knew that but when i read that book the end of work it made me realize what what the what the book was predicting was what we're living now in this kind of gig economy where literally i i do three or four different jobs uh i i speak i'm a coach um i'm a voiceover artist I'm a writer. The, they were talking about the gig economy, where you're not going to necessarily work at the same job for your whole life, uh, yeah. or two jobs in in your whole life. You're going to be constantly working. So the the structure of what work is uh, was changing, and it has changed. Um, but because of that book, the end of work, um, I started thinking about how I would be working in the future. and that book kind of set the structure for me for the future that that I'm that I'm living now where I'm where I'm a public speaker where uh, I'm a uh, I'm a one-on-one uh, one coach uh where I'm a voiceover talent uh and an actor too you know I forgot to mention that part uh, I'll I'll mention that in a minute um but uh that book I think uh was probably it i don't know if it's i don't i don't know if it, it's being published anymore i don't know if it's if it's around but what was in that book the end of work it changed the way that i was thinking uh and and led me to the uh, the life that uh, that i'm living now 
So I'm an actor too. I forgot to tell you that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and I just I just did a movie with uh, with Halle Berry. Wow. I didn't I didn't meet her. I didn't meet her. Wow. But uh, but she's in it's the fair. movie, and it's coming out. It's coming out on February the fourth in North America. Uh, Roland Emmerich, the German Roland Emmerich, uh, directed the movie. I think he wrote it also. But it's called Moonfall. And in the movie Moonfall, I play a TV reporter. Wow. <laughs> and wow, uh, that's it's, nice. it's, it's going to be my first speaking role. So when Moonfall comes out, be sure to go and, and, and look for me. I, it's, it's, the movie, it's a, it's a disaster movie. That's what it is. Wow. But it stars Halle Berry, so that's, that's a good nice. thing, too. And we shot that here. That's an amazing thing. The the whole movie was shot here in Montreal too. Oh wow, that's special. That's amazing. We we be sure to look out for that. Now we we keep a we mark it on our calendars. That's amazing. Exactly. So so what what do you do when you have so when you have an important recording? You have you're a voiceover artist. You have to when you have an important album to record or something. So. What do you do when you have cold and your voice uh, becomes all heavy? So what do you do? Do you tell them that uh, yes, sure. you're going to postpone it or something? No, that, that's, that's a very good question. It's a good question. Um, the, the, the thing is that I don't catch colds. <laughs> that's what it's all about. When my, I have two sons. They're, they're in their 20s now. But when they were younger, if they caught a cold, they knew I wasn't going near them. I wasn't going to touch them, nothing, <laughs> because I couldn't afford to catch a cold. But even then, yes, I would catch a cold. Um, most of the time, the, the voice work that I do is short uh, in that uh, it'll take me five minutes or 10 minutes to record something. Um, and I can, uh, Echinacea is my friend. Um, it helps me to get over colds quicker. But as long as I can sound close to what I normally sound like, like I'll blow my nose and, and have some tea and that kind of a thing, I'll go and record it. As long as for that, that five minutes or 10 minutes that I need to record something, uh, my voice sounds good, I'll do it. Even if after 10 minutes, my voice collapses again. Uh, but there's some long form uh, narration things that I'll do. And I'll say, listen, I have a cold and uh, I'll start working on it in three days. Give me three days and my cold should be gone. But it's a, uh, yeah. that's a that's a very good question. It's a very valid question. Yeah, exactly. That uh, I was just about to ask you that. Uh, firstly, uh, amazing question. Uh, but then, like, do you like stay away from ice cream and cold drinks and stuff on a daily basis? From ice cream? No, I love ice cream. Because it's yeah. <laughs> okay. There's there's some people that uh, that will say not to drink coffee. Okay. Um, because uh, because it makes your mouth all all sticky, you know, yeah. and for some people that's true. It's not for me. Uh, but I find that when I drink coffee, it actually opens up the bronchioles of my lungs and I can breathe better. And then for, okay. so for that reason, yeah, I'll, I'll drink coffee. It opens up my lungs more and I could breathe better. And, and then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sound better. Uh, but I don't put cream in my coffee because that definitely does give you that. Okay. But I don't, okay. I don't, I'll eat ice cream at the end of the day when I'm done, not in the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, th this is an interesting note to end the episode on. So, firstly, again, ice cream. Uh, thank you for yeah, ice cream, ice cream. Ice cream you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Yep, as my mom would say. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. So, thank you for coming, Dave. This has been amazing. And uh, one thing we will uh, we continue this till we uh, have the podcast is that we won the Christmas album. 
uh, we okay. <laughs> yeah, we you have your fans and your fans are demanding it. So it okay. So again, thank you for coming. This has been amazing. A uh, very intriguing episode for the listeners too, and especially again, thanks for our side for that trailer clip <laughs> that we have, which will be a <laughs> Easter egg or something for the listeners. So that will be great. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you.